Sketchcraft Morning Podcast has begun. Only after the first few morsels of caffeine may the show start. That is the rule. Here we go. Brandon can enter the show now. Hello, everybody. I keep Brandon locked out right outside the door. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's not I keep, scra- I keep scratching, but you just won't let me in. I can hear his little muzzle sniffling underneath the, <laughs> the crack. <laughs> I, I know you got a Red Bull in there. I know you got a Red Bull. <laughs> I, I smell it. Give I'm, it. I'm surprised that every time I go to your place, I don't just do that. Like I don't just take a Red Bull and kind of hide under the door <laughs> i as long as it's a yellow red bull what's a yellow I, red bull? oh it's it's amazing it's it's i don't drink regular red bull i only drink yellow just so you know but yellow red is bull like is yellow isn't it like no 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 the, the the can is yellow it's the tropical red bull is my favorite the yellow ones oh my I, goodness I, I haven't digested a red bull since 2003 so i'm just curious like what is a tropical red bull like it's 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 Red Bull with a nice tropical flavor to it. I will gladly buy you one when you come no. out here. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've done enough damage. I'll, I'll, I'll make how about this? I'll make you a deal no. on the cast here. Wait, no. hold on, just hear hear my deal. All right. Well, it was, it was going to be degrading it was for me, so it would have been good for you for the show. But you know, if you don't want to hear the deal, does it involve me drinking a Red Bull? No. This is how this is how fucked up my head is. I thought when you said sniffing at the door for a Red Bull, my mind went, you know, if it was a clean bowl and you poured a yellow Red Bull in there, I'd probably, I'd probably drink it. <laughs> I'd be like, well, Brandon, you know, your friends think I'm mean enough to you. If I videotaped and put on the YouTube forcing you to drink out of a dog bowl, a Red Bull, do you have any idea what that would do? to me (laughs) but i would make you also drink not out of a bowl but a yellow red bull and i know you wouldn't like it i understand this is your burlesque fantasy you know (laughs) we could both be wearing collars perhaps yes yes i'll put on gamora's harness Uh listening to 98 (laughs) degrees or uh, i was was hoping more like the crow soundtrack you know so we both are no what was that butterfly song you you mentioned last time oh uh crazy town yeah (laughs) butterfly (laughs) song (laughs) And he just like he arrives that night to test out the game and then just turns right. around and walks away. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Well, that's a really interesting way to start at the show, Brandon. I've I've mm-hmm. I've you know, yeah. we we've missed this around here. I had a few interviews the last few shows, so I haven't had Brandon on. I know, I feel very left out. You uh you vent without me, sir. Well, I thought you'd be at the area fifty one. Thing. Have you seen that? Yes. And uh funny story, I have a friend, she lives in London <laughs> and she uh hold on. She met... just, hold on. It's just it's because you're in Arizona, I find this funny. I know no one listening to podcasts is gonna be like, Why is Rob laughing? It's yeah. just how am I not shocked? <laughs> All right. All she, right. Uh, go ahead. So I have a friend that's in London and she goes, Hey, did you go to the Area fifty one rate? And I go I live in Arizona. That's in Nevada. That's right. like it's seven hours place. away. And she goes, oh, she goes, well, you know, over here, you could pretty much get cross country pretty fast. It's a rather small area. And I was like, 
Yeah, no, it would take me like six hours at least, maybe seven to drive down there, let alone yeah, actually you, go. You should ask her about the troubles in Afghanistan, because that's about the distance from the UK to the, <laughs> yeah. from Arizona to Area 51 is about the distance from uh, <laughs> London to Afghanistan. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, I, was, I was like, no, I did not. No, did not go to Area 51. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go outside and run in the desert. It's too hot for that. <laughs> you see the guy doing the Naruto run on the news. <laughs> the news guy was out there. You know, we're here at the Sarah Storm Area 51, and some guy just ran off camera at the Naruto run. <laughs> just arms, arms, yeah, back there. arms back, bro. Just, <laughs> just ninja running it. Yeah, I'm just sitting back, just you know, toasting the millennials. Like, there you go, man. That's, that's Gen Z guys just sitting back. Just admiring it, like this is, this is just a future that the boomers could not imagine. I was trying to explain this to my wife because she's like, "Well, how are there more millennials than Generation X if there's all these boomers and they gave birth to Generation X?" I had to explain to her. It was the single kid syndrome of the '70s. They all had single kids, one, yeah. maybe two, but mostly just one. And then they got divorces, and then they had kids later in life. <laughs> Like they would yeah. have like the real second family when they're forties yeah. and fifties, right? Yep. And that real second family, they went and told all those kids to have kids like six or seven and get the giant SUV. And that's how it happened. <laughs> and she just looked at me. I'm like, hey, I, I, I was right there in the thick of it, you know. Uh, I watched my mom and dad do it and all my friends' moms and dads do it and it's the way it is, so now those kids are out there running like Naruto. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, brought a smile to my rather dapper, dour face. Dour face this week. Dapper face. Dour face. Let's just say sour. Sour. Well, every time I look at that little drawing of me, I'm like, that seems about right. <laughs> That's accurate. I can accept that. This is fine. This is fine. Yeah. So, Brandon, did you get a chance to listen to my last podcast? I, you know, I'll be honest. Since you uh, left me out of it, I did not want to listen to it. I was a little, my feelings were a little hurt. Even though you were talking about your feelings without me, my feelings got hurt. Would you uh, care to go into it with me? I, I know what you. it was about. <laughs> I know what it was about, sir. I listened, to, I listened to the fact that you were talking about the Kickstarter and having to refund things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I put it on while I was working and I just, I don't know. It's not the same without me. When you talk, I feel like it you don't sounds get the whole like story. You actually listen to the podcast. You're trying to get me to explain to you what I said on the podcast. I won't admit to that because that'll just <laughs> add to the fact that I never come prepared for any of our podcasts. Well, if you did listen to the podcast, what would you say, Rob? Just keep rounding it yeah. out. Right. <laughs> I just wanted to, if you just told me mm-hmm. what the main gist of mm-hmm. the podcast was, I could what tell you if you, I heard what do you, it. What do you think the podcast would be? <laughs> Look, guys, I don't have any advertisers, so we could do this for two hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, I mean, I get 14 views on the podcast stream. They're all the six different channels and maybe 100 views on YouTube. So you We know, appreciate like, those six views. Yeah, well, yeah, but at that that being said, I will abuse those six views too. Like you know, you you signed up for it. <laughs> I, I'm willing to sit through this nonsense. 
Are you aware of the, 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 the pod? There was a Kickstarter, Brandon. Do you know any of this stuff or do I have to come on? Man. Help me out. Yes. Be, be a partner you... here. Fuck. Uh, uh, so much pressure. Yes. I am aware that you did a Kickstarter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. for your game magazine. Mm-hmm. And you had an unlikely partner mm-hmm. who at the, at the time took 20,000 from you. Well, he took, I don't, can't remember what the number was. I know it put me back 20 grand because I it was, spend more it money. It was than, crazy. It was more money than I've had in my savings account ever. Yeah, we had to pull but, stocks or savings and stocks. You know that thing that Republicans like to tell you? Well, get stocks. And that's like, well, I had to use it because my conservative asshole friend stole my fucking money. So go yes. ahead. So, you know, you've had a lot of ups and downs since then. A lot of downs, mm-hmm. well, a couple ups, not much, more downs. Uh, you resorted to working with me. That's never good. And now you've gotten to the point where <laughs> it got so bad, I turned to Brandon for help. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, when 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 backers, and there aren't many out of 189 backers, let's say, you know, a dozen of them are pretty vocal in a given year, and. That that could also mean that there's two dozen or three dozen silently pissed off people too. That doesn't, you know, there's no way to really accurately figure out how that is. But let's just say there's a dozen people being vocal, and they like to tell me, tell me things like, "I I need to be responsible and grow up and get a job and just pay out all this money." I'm like, man, I turned to Brandon for help. Do you realize like how? Brandon, I mean, That's a, yeah, you're you're right. You're at rock bottom, sir. I mean, look, if I need help at the gym or how to get diabetes, you're my man. But Oh, yeah. I keep a nice balance of both those. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to look like you could really win a fight but also fuck a buffet up, that's me. Yeah. Like, I'm the I'm the best of both those yeah, worlds. And, and, I, and I, I've seen Brandon do it at the Basil Buffet at <laughs> the Westgate so is that, Hotel. Is that the name of it? The Northgate? Is the Northgate Hotel? It's the one right next uh, to the convention center. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Westgate, North Carolina. Yeah, it was basil or some fresh basil. It wasn't fresh, and there was it was no not basil. fresh. No, <laughs> there was no basil as far as the eye could see. No. They kind of had some watermelon slices and a cherry coke. That's the most of any form of fruit or vegetable that was there. But yeah, so I turned to Brandon and Brandon's wife for helping. Hey, who knew your wife would be such a tremendous amount of talent, huh? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually helped out. But look, you know, at the end of the day, Brandon, uh, I just caved into the pressure. <laughs> I folded. Like, uh, what's a good Got example? A, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Loggins, Rogers. What's his name? Kenny, Kenny Loggins. Got no Kenny, one to fold him. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny Loggins. Kenny Rogers. Yes, the chicken, yes. chicken guy. <laughs> the gambler. Uh, your understanding of the '80s is impressive. You know, I was born in '85, so I do the best I can. It's Kenny Rogers. There you go. He's the chicken guy. Uh, yes, he's the chicken guy. I've seen the Seinfeld episode. So, um, yeah, I just folded, you know. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. I, I can handle the bank yelling at me. I just can't take it no more with uh, with people on the Internet. I don't know yelling at me and calling me a liar and a thief and a lazy kid. I can't be – look, man, that's uh, – me being called lazy is that that 
<laughs> that's the one fucking thing I wish I had in me. Like, if I could develop one talent, laziness would help. Like, it would mean I get more sleep. It would mean my health would be better. Because I just would be like, eh, fuck doing all that shit. You know, maybe right. I'd play more games and see my animals more. I'd see my wife more. It wouldn't be in here recording podcasts for 14 viewers. You know, but whatever. So, you know, I just, I quit. <laughs> I hate people, you know, those people like to go out there and go, I never quit. I do. You know, yeah. like, I mean, look, it might take me an absurd amount of time to give in, but eventually it's like, look, uh, it's just not going to work. Like Hector, Hector posted some comments on that podcast. And oh my. God love him. He, he, you know, he's a real fan. And, uh, you know, he tried, man. You could almost feel the panic. He goes, he first he types, no. <laughs> like, like, like yeah, normally I would just apply the GIF, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not taking the time to write out that many O's. But uh, he did. And then he goes, instead of a loan to pay off, take a smaller loan to get a 40-page intro book and give that to the backers. Then do Indiegogo for the next book. Like, first off, okay, I don't even know what to say to sending people a 40-page book, including shipping and all that stuff, and then be like, and then I'm going to go do an Indiegogo to get the next set. Like, let's just tear this all apart. Like, I, I did reply to it. I said, I, I no longer want to spend any time on it. I don't want to pack or ship anything. I appreciate it. We're back to square one. And he says he understands, you know. All right. But, you know, when I look at that statement, first I see someone who cares, you know. But then right. I have to, like, remind them of the realities of production. Like, so now I have to make 40 pages of a game magazine, including the copy editing all that shit that I've spent a lot of time doing that I just don't want to do anymore. Um, and let's say I, I force myself to do that, right? Yeah. That means no commissions, no drawing my own comic in between it, right? Who knows where I'm getting that time out of? I imagine that's coming out of weekends. Yeah. So then I go take a smaller loan. I don't know what he means, smaller. So what, six grand? Like, I don't know what, you know. Plus, those people bought prints and art, so it's not just a book, you know. And then I had to do the shipping, so that's 5 to $6 of shipping. Let's say 7 plus taxes and supplies, 7 times 189 you know, just to ship it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just doing even 10 because it never it's never as trim as you might think. So that's an extra grand right there just to ship it. Then I'm going to do that again later on. Like, that none of that makes any sense, you know. <laughs> So it's like, he's like, no, I'll just make the basic book. and get, I'm like, I don't want to make any book. You yeah. Know? Like, that's kind of like the problem. Um, and here's what kind of like, here's the thing, man. No matter what I make, I feel like no matter what I make, because it took so long, people are just going to be upset. Like let me let me let me tell you where this goes back to. This goes back to first with the Kickstarter. I promised these four prints, and each one was one of the editors. It was Mochi, Truffles, Bombcap, and they were posing with different games. And that's that piece of art with Bombcap with the big hat and all the Smash Brothers. It's one of them. I did another layout with Truffles with Mortal Kombat, and that all got drawn and flatted. I paid a flatter to do that, and mm-hmm. then the Mochi got started. I was halfway through that. Um. 
But I don't draw the characters like that anymore. Like, they don't look anything like that. So this whole time I've been like, how do I make that work? How do I make that work in the context of the book? And, like, the thoughts in my head was always like, well, maybe, maybe Red draws the girls in the book differently than how they look in real life. Like, he's, you know... But then I just threw it away <laughs> years later. I'm like, look, I'm not making those prints. Like the time came and went for that particular way of drawing and that style. And I was like, I'm just going to provide four prints, the artwork that's going to be in the book. Cause I just don't feel like dealing with that conundrum. Um, the fact is I tried to, I tried to make this thing into something that I could force myself to go do because the fact is after taking such a kick to the balls, uh, for real, like a repeated kick to the balls over this, over the money and everything and everything else that went into it that I, I couldn't, I couldn't just make a, whatever that was. Does that make sense? I know that sounds, look, to anyone on the outside who has no empathy, nothing I can say right now is going to change your mind. Right. <laughs> right. All they're going to hear is, look, there's Rob not taking responsibility again. So I just want to preface this. First off, I'm paying this out the hard way. I'm taking the fucking money, the loan, and I don't have. I got, it's a business loan. I'm taking that money, and I'm paying you back. So you people, if you got no empathy and you just hate everything, just fucking leave. You're getting your money back, you know? Just go right. away. I'm I'm doing that because I don't, I don't want to deal with you people ever again, you know? I'm done with you, you know? Um... The other thing I would say is I didn't have the ability to do that six years ago. I had no credit, guys. Like I had these outstanding student loans, and GameFan had put me about five or six grand into debt with all my computer equipment I got to make GameFan um, that I had owed interest on. So like I spent years. People were like, "Well, you got another job. How come you didn't pay this out?" Because I was paying off all this other shit. I was paying yeah. off the GameFan debt. I mean, Dave didn't pay me very well for two years. He owes me somewhere between 50 and 100 grand. I, I stopped doing the math. It was too depressing. And then Josh kicked me for another fucking 20. So, I mean, can you take a $200,000 personal hit, Brandon? No. You know what I mean? Like in a six-year period, dude? Like, you know, or eight-year period? Can you? I mean, for real. Like, let's just be right. honest. Like, I know a lot of people out there like to say, oh, because fucking one dude homeboy in the fucking kickstarter was like i lost this much amount of money in business man i don't give a shit how much money this dude lost in his business you know and, and frankly i i just don't fucking believe anybody you know but yeah. i know my situation and my situation is this uh i i i'm stuck between financial ruin and career ruin right so if my career and my reputation is shot i can't earn any more money you know, like that means more to right. me than debt. Like I can earn more money for now. I mean, everyone has an earning limit. That's the one thing these youngsters don't understand. Like there's a maximum potential earning phase of your life. And it's downhill yeah. from there. And the years I spent on Game Fam and all the free time I spent making this Game Cave thing were just wasted opportunities. I could have been doing anything else to help further my career making game magazines doesn't help my career i'm not going to get a job making game magazines i'm not going to get a job making any kind of magazine layout i had people approach me legitimate dudes that fucking make shit like brochures for like you know high-end coffee and all those guys yeah. that make 
convention stuff and because they would see the magazine posts on Instagram and go, dude, we make all this stuff. We'd like, like you to do stuff for our projects. But then I'm like, now I'm spending how many hours making graphic design? And by the way, they never liked anything I did because I don't do anything in Vector. Like, they liked the end result. They didn't like the fact that I wasn't making shit in Vector. You know? You got to yeah. do it all Vector. And I'm like, what part of Retro Game Magazine did you think was fucking Vector? Like, I'm trying to... <laughs> right. What part of pixelated game screens did you think was... Like, and I had to explain, perhaps the only thing I'm good at is making this one thing the fucking world could care less about. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the world cares more about running around like Naruto in front of Area 51 more than it does about one fucking game magazine layout. So a year ago, when the Megavisions dudes were making a print magazine, and I saw what they were making, it looked pretty horrible, I thought, well, maybe I could I could turn this stuff I've learned with GameCave into something that's not just manageable, but I could pass this on to other people. Like, I could teach them how to make it, and then I don't have to ever do it again, you know? Um, and I just didn't think it would take a year to get to the point where I could train people to do any of this stuff, you know? So, but I've, I got no choice now. Now I've cut them off. So with this next issue of Maga Megavisions, I'm like, I'm not making no more game magazines. Like, I'm legitimate. I'm, I'm being dead serious. I may never yeah. make a game magazine layout ever again. And I say may because I'm afraid, you know. <laughs> then, you know that meme, and the narrator, Rob, did in fact make a game magazine, you know, a game layout. But I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't... I mean, Brandon, you've seen the layouts, dude. Like, they look cool, but who the fuck cares, man? Like, just be <laughs> honest. Like, No one. Like, my fans care because it's different. And I've had people go, wow. I don't care about games. I would, this looks cool, you know? Wish the game looked that cool. Um, but it's just, I remember showing them to like employers, they get confused. People just get confused. And I'm like, either I'm way ahead of my time or I'm past my, you know what I mean? Like, what is it? Am I, right. am I completely just fucking crazy with this? And there's no, there's no point to it. And I'm just wasting my entire, I, I feel like the, the pessimistic Miyazaki, Hieo, Hieo Miyazaki side of me goes, this is a waste of my life and it's beneath me. Right. You know? The op the optimist, the other the, the Libra, the the you know, the more jovial go lucky Disney whatever, Pixar side of me goes, Well, there are people out there who value this. So being able to help bring value into their lives when no one else will you know, for this sort of thing, you know, and taking it seriously and trying to push it forward has extreme merit, you know, like there's joy in that, right? Like there's, there's goodwill to be done, but look, no one cares, you know, like at the fact of the matter is I, I, I've been, I've taken this thing everywhere, E3s and it's not like people look at it and go, oh, they're shocked that I'm doing it. They're, oh, wow, that, that it looks old. Oh, this is cool. But then immediately, but it's pointless. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the Mega Divisions guys do it just because they have the fan base and to of people who care, but not enough to make my life any different. You know, it's, right. not, like, it's not like if they have a 500 Patreon backers, Rob can fucking not work. And just kick back making game magazines. This is never going to happen. So I thought I could 
make a fictional story about a game magazine, a game store that makes a magazine. Um, now I'm still doing the game cave as a comic, but the magazine part will be non-existent. It's just, yeah, it's like clerks. Do you really know what they sell there? Like they may talk about it or movie rumors, <laughs> I guess, to a lesser extent. But it's not even about working at the store. It's about all the other shit, you know. So, in that sense, it's more like mall rats. Does it really matter what's in every store of mall rats? You know, like not really. It's about all the janky adventures they have. So, um, yeah, I just folded it. I quit, you know, and and. I mean, I've talked for about twenty minutes. You want to? You want to add anything to this? Like, yeah, like, okay, I'll keep it real, since there's only gonna be like six of you listening, so I don't care. And and eight of them are bots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we get negative so, stats. That's how negative. it works right here. It's it's very, it's a very I guess humbling experience to give up on something as big as, uh, I'd say, a dream, you know, or. A, dream project or something you really put a lot of time into, whether it be a job, restoring a car, or whatever it is. When Rob had an opportunity to get me hired at his job at Sea Life, the t-shirt company, I literally, I cashed in everything I had money-wise. I spent all my savings to go there, which in hindsight, maybe I should have went down for a week or so or whatnot. I don't know. It was just, you know, the excitement of, oh my God, I get to finally have a true art job. This is my dream. I've always wanted it. Right. You get to have a job where you're being creative. Right. And that's all I've ever wanted. I, it doesn't matter if I don't become, I gave up on wanting to be like the a Marvel cover artist a long time ago, shit like that. As long as I'm being creative and I can pay the bills and keep my wife ahead, you know, a house over my wife, things like that. I'm fine with it. So as long as I'm being creative, but I went there and, you know, you helped me out as much as you could. Uh, the boss, you know, no, no slight against him, but he just wasn't ready to have somebody new that just didn't know the ropes. I mean, he wasn't willing to tra train me. It was, it was bad from the get go. You know, I got there, I couldn't log into my computer for two hours. He got there. He's like, why aren't you working? You know, it was just from the moment I got there, it was like, this is real, real. This is a real, real life. This is hard shit. And, you know, a week went by and, and Rob called me and said, hey, he's going to fire you, but it's going to be like in a month. Like He'll let you struggle for a couple weeks. But by then I would have spent what little pennies I had left on maybe a new apartment or a place. And I literally, I was in my car, I pulled over and I cried. Cause I was like, I had to like come to terms with, okay, I have to just face the facts that I have to give up on this dream. I had to call you at my father's grave. Yeah. I was literally at my father's grave having this conversation with you. <laughs> yeah. Knowing that if my art director had found out I had the conversation with you, he'd fucking deny it and tell me I'm being crazy and you know what I mean? Right. Take it out on me. But the writing's on the wall, Brandon, like, you know? Yeah. And I've been trying to fight that writing with this project left and right, you yeah. know, and my wife has just seen me spend countless amounts of time trying to make it work. And, and here, here's the thing. I think the idea of doing a magazine, like a comic book with fictional characters and, and, and integrating comic book panels and fake dialogue and, and making it fun. I think that idea works, making it look all retro, all that stuff. It's just too much for one dude. 
Yeah. You know, it's too much for one dude to play all the games, write the fucking reviews, write them all in different character voices, design all the characters, capture all the fucking media, design all the screens, make the layouts look as high quality as I made them look. And every time it comes down to, well, why don't you just do less? Why don't you do less? Rob, that's what people tell me. If you just do less, it doesn't really matter. I've been hearing that my whole life. You know, Brandon, you always hear these motivational speeches. Always give your t- your 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 put in three hundred percent. Always give in, you know, maximum effort all the time, bro. I I fucking do maximum effort all the time, and all anyone mm. ever tells me to do is to do less. Right. You know, I'm constantly being told, dude, you're doing too much. You know, and I keep looking around like then you fucking do it. If I'm yeah. doing it wrong, someone else step up and show me how to do it. I was watching this documentary. Anytime I struggle in life, I just go back to a Hayao Miyazaki documentary because the man's complicated. And um, I'm not going to say I relate to Hayao Miyazaki. A lot of people love his, his, his works. But I do believe there's tremendous value in watching. Anytime you can watch any sort of window into someone's life who's done as much as he has creatively, you know, I want to hear what he has to say. And there's right. a scene uh, around the newer documentary, Never Any Man. So he's doing this. He'd already retired finally again. He's retired many times. And he's making a short little film for the Ghibli Museum. It's going to use CGI for the main characters. And he's working with these young animators. And at first he's super excited. And he figures all he has to do is draw these loose drawings and then they'll, you know, they'll just CGI it and he'll give some input and it'll be, it'll work out. And at some point he realizes that's not going to happen. You know, like he's going to have to do the work. Like he calls it a hassle. He's like, oh, this is a hassle. So it's always a hassle. He's trying not to make it a hassle. But the work is a fucking hassle. Like it, it's, and I, I, I realize I, I find myself in that similar position where I can't expect you to be me. You know what I mean? I can't expect your wife to be me creatively. And in the documentary, they keep asking his producers and other friends that work with him. He keeps trying to find another him, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, there isn't another him, you know, like to do animation. Like he, and he can't do it alone. A game magazine can't be done by one person. Not how I want to do it. It just can't. You know, and yeah. um, I don't know any writers at my level who give a shit. I don't know any graphic designers at my level who give a shit. I don't know any other artists at my level who give a shit. And everyone willing to work for fucking free because there's no money in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just don't know anybody. I've And I've spent thousands of dollars <laughs> of my own money paying writers. I've paid writers probably two or three grand, dude. You know, and I can't use any of their stuff. And I realized, because fucking most of these game reviews suck ass. Like, I'm sorry, they're just not very good. They're always yeah. about their childhoods and where they were. And I keep going back to this isn't about your childhood. This is about, it has to be right then and there when it came out, you know. And then I, when I would get a couple people to do some stuff, they do well for a review. But I need 12 or 14 of them. And they'd fall apart, you know. They disappear. I had one guy turn into Fantastic Turtles review and then disappeared for four months. 
You know, what am I supposed to tell my backers? We're working on it. I don't know. You know, it's waiting for another review. What's four times 14? That's how long it's going to take to get all these reviews written. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the plan when I made the game magazine. The plan when I made the game magazine is I had Bacon and Wesley. They were going to write all the reviews. I would rewrite them um, and do these layouts. And I had all the layouts pre-made. And a lot of layouts were going to feature custom art. Not a ton of screens. But to when Wesley and Bacon turn in the reviews, it was just this constant. And I would go down with my grandma. And I was like, what the fudge? <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? You know, and so I started changing reviews, and then Bacon flipped out on me, and Wesley didn't want to. He's like, I just don't know if I can put my name on it if you're changing reviews. I'm like, no one could, no one could understand. I was like, you didn't understand the project when I started. I explained this yeah. clearly. How many times have I explained things clearly to you, Brandon, and then you went off and did some other shit, and then you'd come back to me and go, oh. Never. I, it, but it's <laughs> happened. How many times? Oh, yeah. A couple. And I remember the I remember the last time I don't know when it was, but I remember the moment when you tried to tell me I didn't say that shit, and I had fucking recorded it. I'm like, here's me recording it, and you went, well, that wasn't what was in my head. And I clearly said in the in the recording, make certain you listen to what I say and not what is going on in your head while I'm talking. This is the problem, especially with creative times when people talk to them. They just go into movie mode. You know that Homer Simpson face where he stares off into the distance? <laughs> they picture whatever they're seeing as a movie, and then their mind just ADDs across 70 different channels. They never hear what it is you're saying. Like, man, that's fine at home, but when I'm at work, I pay attention to everything. Scarily so, dude. Mostly because I'm used to working with people who will hold every little thing against me. And yeah. Brandon's worked in some of those rooms. He's seen it. Oh, yeah. and they will hold if if they created a password on a computer you've never used and you can't log into it. You're being held responsible for that. <laughs> I did for the first first two hours of my first for the first two hours of your first career ever. You know what I mean? You sit down at a computer you've never touched before. It has a password you wouldn't know next from Sunday, and yeah. you were being yelled at for not working. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Why are you just sitting there? I was like. I can't get on the computer. Well, what's the password? I'm like, I, I just started working here. I have no idea. So take into like just the idea that I've worked under those conditions for yeah. 10, 12 hour days till 2, 3, 4 a.m. These are people I've slept on the floor at places like this to get jobs out, man. Slept on the floor. Bathed that up in the, in, the, in the goddamn restrooms, man. You know what I mean? Just washing down your junks and stuff. Just can't go home like <laughs> dude i've done all that shit man yeah, and so when i got mean? people telling me i'm fucking lazy you know what i mean like first i get angry then i get depressed so i made that podcast today that was the first i got angry i rightfully did not record that one because <laughs> it's just gonna sound like i'm not taking responsibility you know right and then i you know i got super depressed i decided well i'll record this one and then i got sick so what I what the podcast doesn't show you is I went to I wasn't feeling well that night. Every bone in my back fucking killed. I got these injuries from the military, and it just so happens that the weather shifted here from ninety to forty degrees. Mm-hmm. So it hit my you know that shift hits it can hit your bones. It hit my bones, and I got some weird stomach flu, which I probably attribute to some form of digestive stress. You know, um, you know when. 
everything wants to bubble up, but you can't kind of thing. Yeah. Then my legs started hurting, so I couldn't even lie down. I couldn't, it was ridiculous. It's just, it's just mental stress of the worst order. And it took me out for a couple of days. I even told my work, I said, I'm not going to be invoicing for these days. <laughs> I need the time off. I'm not feeling well. Um, so I lose money out there. So the, now, on top of the loan I got to take out, this has now cost me two days of work, paid work. I don't get unpaid work. You know, every day I'm not working, I don't get paid. So yeah. welcome to freelance. You go, well, that's the choice you made. You know, those are those fucking people. The ones that like to tell you, I always tell people to live their dreams. But, you know, that's the choice you made. Like, <laughs> What world do these people live in, dude, where they're just so unhappy with themselves that anytime anyone does anything that isn't perfectly working out for them, they go, well, see, you earned that. You, you should have known better. And then if you do do well in life, dude, if you do do well in life, they go, well, you couldn't possibly understand what, what I'm going through. You know, like those fucking those are right. Those are just, I mean, to use the lack of a better term, fucking like psychic vampires, right? Like, hold on, energy vampire nonsense. Yeah. They're fucking ghouls, man. You know? And when I, I keep ghouls out of my life, dude. Josh was like the last fucking shady person I kept in my life. Like he'd been there for a long time, you mm -hmm. know? And I always say this, it's like, everyone knows that used car salesman, but Hey, when he's your used car salesman, <laughs> he's got me. He's, I used to talk my work way down. He talked to clients and get my work up to above pay grade, you know? Um, I didn't expect him to fucking do that. He didn't expect, himself to do that. I remember he just typed, well, I gotta take care of my family. I'm like, no shit, apparently, you know? So, whatever he did, he did, dude. And now it's just a situation where it's like, what am I supposed to do? Just stop everything I'm doing, make a game magazine, why? What's, what, what if you love it? Think about this. What if you love it, and I fucking never make another one again? This has been like the, the That's like the Joker. Well, this has like been my number one problem since the beginning. What if this is the one that takes off? This is the weird mentalness. What if this is the one that's successful, and I never right. want to do it again? Now I'm stuck doing this forever. You know, when you're in that situation, like maybe you go back out on a date with an ex. You know what I mean? You had too good a time, and now you're scared about. I don't know. What if I'm stuck with them again? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what man just just get out of it and if i'm paying the price if you know if i'm just gonna take the hit then i should not be saddled with doing anything right that's the that's the the bonus to taking the financial hit is i'm not required to make one piece of anything some people have asked me well would you be willing to do a piece of art custom and i'm like nope you know, I don't need to do more free art. You right. know, like I can, I'm going to have to take the loan out anyway. And you go, well, this will save you a hundred bucks. Ain't going to help an interest guys. Like it's going to help somewhat, you know, please. If you want to support me, just to just, if you want to support me and you're a backer, the best way to support me is just say, I don't want a refund because I swear to fucking Christ. I didn't spend your money on a goddamn Disneyland vacation. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, that's the way you can help me. That's the part that makes me cry and go, man, you know, people, there is good in the world. They, some people understand the difference. But if you're like, hey, 
I support you, but I really need my money back, then I absolutely understand that too. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be mad at you. I get it. Where I draw the line is, could you make some form of this or make me something to like, no, no, dude, like that, I don't want to do it, you know? Right. I, I, don't, I don't, I just want to clean, dude, there's, Brandon, is there any baby steps out of a relationship? Ah, you know, hmm. next weekend we'll be out of it and then you'll come All back, right. <laughs> maybe on holidays we'll still get together so we're not alone, you know? <laughs> Blink 182 is coming in town. Oh wait, they don't have a lead singer anymore. Uh, you know, like I don't know, Brandon. Like, it, it has to be. <laughs> Do you understand where I'm coming from with all this? Like, oh yeah. I mean, it's <clears throat> if you're willing to bear the burden and the loss, nobody really has a right to tell you at that point what you should do or how you should do it. You know, uh, and not to bring it back on me it's just the only example i have really as far as close to this is just after that i told people hey i'm quitting the job and you know i had to go back to her mom's house for the weekend they're like oh well you should do this or you should try this i'm like no i'm not going to do it though like, you should try to get a job here in California. i'm like no i'm going to cut my losses i'm going to take the hit financially you know i you know you were nice enough to give so you let me were... just you're kind of stumbling just Sorry. let me clarify this. So going yeah. back to the story of you quitting the art job, yes. right? You're saying that you told your mother or friends and I, family. Yes, I told my family and also And they tried her, to negotiate you out of it somehow, right? Oh yeah. Her mother in law or my mother in law, I'm sorry, was telling me, Oh, well, let's try to get you a job here in California. Let's see if you know, and my mom was like, Oh, well, call him back. Maybe you could, you know, make it work. And I'm like, No, it's just I'm cutting my losses. I'm spending the last bit of money I have to get a U-Haul to come back to Arizona. And that's it. That's it. I'm going to go into the hole on this. I'm taking the financial burden. I don't need anybody else telling me what I should do or not do because they're not in my shoes. I, I took a shot at one of my dream jobs as far as creative-wise. It failed. And, I took my loss. And because I felt obligated, you know, you took a bit of a financial hit a couple months later. And I bailed yep. you out of that, not not out of like benefit to me, but because I felt that, hey, you know, you wouldn't have been in that position had you not driven all the way across, <laughs> you know, the fucking desert, you know? Right. So it's like, like, I know what it's like to fucking own my responsibilities. You know what I mean? I don't fucking want to hear shit about it. You know, like that's, that's the anger part. But then I'm like, well, I understand their point. They spent $30 and it means the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so important. You know, now at the way of inflation, when it's probably worth like 60, right? You know what's weird? Is I was looking up, I wanted to talk some shit to my friend. Um, the minute I felt better, I'm like, let's talk some shit. So <laughs> I get my health back and I immediately fucking start picking on my friends. So um, it, chapter two, ain't doing so well in the theaters. And I'm looking at It Chapter 2 and It Chapter 1, and, like, it's almost, it's not making nearly as much. But I was looking at, it did 240 million dollars, or $340 million in the, in the theaters domestically, the first movie. And then it said adjusted for inflation, which is only a couple years ago. And it was, like, already a million dollars difference in two years. You know, like, the to take that... that 
347 is now worth 349 in two years because of inflation. How am I? Inflation's already gone up two million dollars. Like 347 is now worth 349. So yeah. what 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 is that 30 bucks over six years? Like that's probably closer to 75. Has it doubled in six years, or is it? I don't know. This is where I don't know the math. Someone out there, if you do math, do the math for me. But let's just say it's sixty dollars. It's doubled. You know, in six years, maybe yeah. it's even fucking tripled. It's, now it's ninety dollars. So then I'm like, well, a ninety dollar hit. I get it. <laughs> do you understand? Like, I am sympathetic, like, even when I'm angry. The other side of my head, they go, uh, uh, uh-uh. you need to actually <laughs> do the math, Rob. You know, so then I go, well, and then the true, that thing inside of me, Brandon, that I, sometimes I wish I didn't have goes, if anyone spent $1, (laughs) (laughs) right? All those fucking comic books I read when I was a kid where you do the right thing. You know what I mean? And you justice. Like I believed in all that is in me, even if it's $1 and I'm like, fuck, you know what I mean? I hear (laughs) <laughs> I got that Denzel Washington looking at me like, mm. you know, God, fucking right. Denzel's right. I got to gotta do the right thing. You know, even if I hate this fucking dude, you know, or this other guy or whatever, even if I can't stand all this, whatever, you know, am I going to make the book or not? You know, if I'm not willing to stop everything I'm doing now to make the book, print it and ship it, then I should just fucking bite the bullet. And you know, what? I'm just unwilling to do it now. You know, so that's it. That's the reality. And I remember that came for me. I know you left Game Fan. You had to go on Game Fan when you left that T-shirt company, and you had to like. And your friends are all negotiating with you. Ooh, maybe you could stay. Maybe we could give you a place, and you can talk them through. Hey, you know when Game Fan didn't pay me for two years, and I had to finally quit. I had people trying to tell me the same thing. Hey, maybe you know you should just talk to them. Nah, 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 nah. And I'm like, what is there left to do here? You know, like, I made seven issues. It's not working. I'm financially, I was then in financial and physical health ruin. I have to quit and go back to the drawing board. I have to quit and get a job. And I was fortunate enough to get another job in t-shirts, you know. But, I mean, I spent years and years, man, you know, like, working late hours to pay all that shit off, you know. And so now I'm like, so now here we are, right? Now we here, here we are starting December 1st. I'll start those returns and they'll be good for 12 months. And, and then I'm out, you know, if you get yeah. back to me on December 1st, December 2nd, 2020, not my fucking problem. Like seriously, like I'm, I'm making it clear to everyone. You got 12 from December 1st, 2019 to December 1st, 2020, I'm paying these out. And then I'm out. That's fair enough. I can't keep this going the rest of my life. You know, six years from now, some guys go, I remember way back then. I'm not my problem. You know, you have the, this is this is a better deal than I'm getting right now from Equifax, who's trying everything they can to keep <laughs> me from getting my $125 for losing all my fucking data. It's crazy. Now I got to send them like all this proof of shit that I have. It's funny, man, because everyone else signed up for that $125 refund. Do you know about that? No. Equifax had this data breach 
and I was using them for, you know, data security, all that stuff, and credit checking or whatever, credit monitoring. And anyone that was using it was going to get a $125 refund because of the government settlement. But everyone fucking signed up for it. And then they're like, we didn't expect to actually pay anything back. So now they're fucking, like, trying to find ways to pay nobody. Uh-huh. And so I qualified for everything, got in super early because I was there, you know. You know me, like, bam, free money, I'm back. Right. And so now I got to, like, submit paperwork proving I've had I had them and I've used other creditor monitoring services. And, and I have, but it's just like, you little dicks, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but that's it. That That's all I'm going to do. And then, so then it's like, well, what next? You know, so what next is I got to finish Mega Visions issue nine. No more working on Mechanic. Until Mega Visions issue nine is in the can, because I can't do the comic and Mega Visions. I thought maybe I could do the comic during the week and Mega Visions on the weekend. It's fucking with my head, so it's not happening. So I got to just focus on Mega Visions, um, finishing that up along with my day. You know, I just never talk about my day job. You know, yeah. doing concept art. So it's like, guys, I'm still putting in eight or nine hours a day drawing concept art. Like when I talk about working on Mega Visions or game cave you you should understand like that comes after doing an eight to nine hour day yeah you know not including making dinner cleaning kitchen running errands so i'm running 12 to to 16 hour days you know like that's what i'm talking about i just don't i just don't shout that off the top of the rafters (laughs) so um when that's done then i'm just going to focus on uh, Little Reapers, and after Little Reapers, I'm gonna focus on Game Cave, Part One, and then if that goes well, then I'll go back and do Jolly Daggers, and then I'll go do Game Cave Part Two. Like I'll just start doing my own comics. The real fear I have, though, Brandon, is that I'm gonna do another Kickstarter. So here's the thing: I want to print my shit and ship it to people. The deal is to never do a Kickstarter in which something isn't finished to begin with. But I right. won't lie, Brandon, if I'm not fucking fearful of fucking up another one. <laughs> Even though I've already shipped three of them successfully, uh, or four or five, I don't know. I've shipped all of them except fucking this one. Um, and the one I refunded with the t-shirts. But um, there's a part of me that's like, what if you goof it up again, you know? <laughs> what if you goof it up again, you do it to yourself? Yeah. But I imagine that's just jitters, you know. You want to add anything, Brandon? You want to just sit there in the silence? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Why do I bring you on this podcast? Like, what? My heavy breathing and occasional rights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always like how I go to you for some affirmation, and I'm like, who believes Brandon anyway? No one. Like, like, does anyone take your word for it? When I go, Brandon, am I being crazy? <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to go, Brandon's just you. Yes, man. He's my yes potato. He's not my yes man. <laughs> I mean, you've told me when I you don't agree. You always, you get real scared, too, when you disagree. You go, hey. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You're, 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 you can be temperamental sometimes, so I got to approach it very, uh, you know, very calmly. You don't, you see a cat, 
you know, sitting there on the ledge and it looks all nice and peaceful and night. You're like, oh, this cat's going to be sweet. And you get close to it and the cat's like, hey, I'll claw your eyes out. And you're like, that's what it's like to wake me up in the morning. It is. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I choose my words wisely, you know, where I'm like, hey, Rob. um, Yeah, not funny. (laughs) So. I just want everyone to know if you're a fan of the Game Cave universe, the project itself, that's not going anywhere. You know? Like, well, I mean. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I don't mean it's not going. It's just going to sit in that fucking corner. You know? Um, I'm still, like, these characters, this universe, I'm committed to. It's all I got like in terms of comics for myself, you know, I never intended to draw mainstream comics. I just think like, that's the thing I've talked about so many times when it comes to my childhood. I'm like, I'm never going to be able to draw mainstream comics. One, I don't care. Like I legitimately don't give a shit enough about Batman or Spider-Man to fucking care. And two, I think mainstream comics generally suck. Like, and by the way, I get that that's the comics gate asshole fucking thing to do now mainstream comics suck they sucked in the 90s too like i only fucking liked a few of them and i'm gonna tell you right now there's probably only a few now that are really good you know i'm not saying they all suck just most of them do they always have i always preferred the comics that were being made by people who could do whatever they wanted yeah you know now we call them indie comics but look they were called creator own comics when i was a kid so Bone was one of them I read. Spawn was one of them I read. Uh, obviously, Savage Dragon. You go, oh, just Image Comics, Rob? No, man, I fucking read Strangers in Paradise, Pete the Peeled Postal Worker, anything that Oni did, Coffin, all the Kevin Smith comics, you know, uh, fucking got a whole wall of them. Create, manga's creator-owned, you know? Like, yeah. support those dudes. So... But Bone and Spawn, and and if you were talking about mainstream, that was like this mainstream as I got was Bone and Spawn. And most of my friends didn't fucking even know what they were, you know? And they yeah. read comics all the freaking time. They're like, you know what's going on with uh, Onslaught? Remember that shit? Yeah. I, I'm like, what's Onslaught? They would look, I'd look at it. I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't really want to. <laughs> um, no, it's not my thing, man. You know, when when Onslaught appears in a Capcom fighting game, I'll be there. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's how I like my weird '90s Marvel. Like that. Remember that DC versus Marvel thing? That was that mm-hmm. amalgam. Well, that was when they merged, but yeah, fucking ridiculous. You know, all my friends were excited about it. I remember looking at that, just like you're out your goddamn mind. Like, like <laughs> this is Captain America looks so bad. And the only one that was remotely interesting was, I guess, the Wolverine Batman thing. It's so ridiculous, dude. It is just, is it just? He looked like a really bad S and M toy, you know? Like it. Yeah. He looked like that knife that the dude in Seven used, you know? Like I just, I don't know, man. It just wasn't my thing. And it really, it was because those comics. How do I say this? I'm not going to say it's because people couldn't die. It's that I just felt that no matter what happened, there, there was never any finality to the story. Rightfully so, you know, in a way, like, I mean, do you, 
it's not like I want Batman to end, but I certainly don't think the animated series should have gone past the 90s in its incarnation because like you can only keep it going for so long at a quality level for so long before you need new blood. Does that make any sense? Right. Like, yeah. Like, you know, you can only do something for like a TV show is good for about four or five seasons. Anything past that, you know, you know, when you're like, how many guest appearances do they have to trick me into seeing this DC show again? Like, <laughs> coming on this, they got Tom Welling. Really? They got Tom Welling? That they actually got Tom Welling. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh when Tom Welling shows up on that fucking DC show and he never wears that Superman emblem. <laughs> Just like he never wore it in Smallville. They CGI'd that on him. The final shot. At the end. Yeah, and it's the Superman Returns emblem too. No, yeah, it's funny. Even the last shot of him, it's CGI as he never, because he made some comment like he will never wear it. So don't expect him to. Look, if he does, and right, I'll pretend I drink a Red Bull. But I mean, whatever. So I I love creator own comics. Like the ones I'm reading now, I guess they're not creator own, but they're fun as shit. Like the Invader Zim comics, I love them. I love the Invader Zim stuff. Which I know shocks people. Like when they want to hear, Rob, you read Saga. They want to hear I read something cool and edgy. And I'm like, no, man, I read Invader Zim. <laughs> and I read Delicious in Dungeon. And the Konosuba light novels. And they just, I feel like I let people down. Like when I tell them, they have to realize I don't read uh, The House of M. You know? You shut your mouth. That was a good run. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking the House of X. They 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 do these House of Nons. I don't understand uh, what that. I didn't means. read House of X. I don't understand what it means. All I know is I hear the House of something, and I'm like, I just don't care. It's a house party. That's what it is. Now I would read that X Men House Party, and it's just them all having a party in a mansion. It goes terribly wrong. And if Yona and Vasquez wrote it, you know, <laughs> from Invader Zim, oh, that would be awesome. But that's, look, I just have, I have a different, like, my tastes in comics are not probably the same as most the people listening to this. This is also why I don't like shitting on people when they're like, I like that movie Rob hated. Because I'm like, well, I love shit you're going to hate, so there's no fucking reason. (laughs) But you're probably going to like what I make, you know? So it's like, I like what Rob makes, but I don't like what he watches. Well, you know. It's this is what comes out of take all the shit you hate and you know what I mean and out comes this thing you love it's the pudding <laughs> dude that scene in Invader Zim Internet Florpus where the dad's making pudding and just there's fucking pudding everywhere in that house yeah <laughs> people haven't seen Internet Florpus I had to watch it twice there's fucking puppets now first off. I didn't think it could get any better, but when they get to the puppet Zim, I know I'm spoiling it, but fuck you if you haven't seen the movie. Like, it's so good, dude. Oh, it's so great. Oh, I just want Invaders and Puppets. I just cannot not stop looking at the Invaders and Puppets. It's so good. But the pudding, I just, I would just love to be in that room where you're just like, eh, eh, we get to the pudding sequence and the execs just look at you like you're out of your goddamn mind. Uh. But when it comes to Game Cave, you know how many times I get people telling me, Brandon, I don't want the game magazine. I just want the comic. Or yeah. I just want the game magazine part. I don't really care to read a comic. And I get it because I never pitched it as a comic 
game magazine. I pitched it as a game magazine. You know? So, whatevs. You know, whatevs. Anything else, Brandon? You guys should. (laughs) You're going to say no. I'm going to cut you off. But you're going to say no. But you really should try to add some fucking thing. Like, Like, something, Brandon. Come on. You can do it. You can do it, little potato. <laughs> plop, uh, plop out a uh, thought, a tater thought. Like, <laughs> I need a sound effect. Bling, you know? uh, yeah, just pop, plop, plop, plop. <laughs> At least you're owning up to it. I've had Kickstarters that get fully funded, and I've seen them just not do what anything. You know, they took the money, and I've seen Kickstarters take a lot of years and you know i've never gotten mad well, I over can it never ruin my reputation i mean i care about my reputation you know like despite what people think i go out of my way you know to like help people to like i, I care look man none of my family give a shit about me when i was a kid they really didn't like i was really just people were pretty certain <laughs> i was going to end up a total failure in life like like i know I know that seems like, oh, surely they never felt that way. They did. You know, you could see it in there. They would tell me, no, we believe in you. And then you look at him, he's fucked. You know, (laughs) you know, cut to Rob living in a cardboard box. So they really had no hope for me. So it matters that anything I do, you know, whether it's a pass or a fail, gets handled in the most responsible way possible. And I don't blame anybody else for working with Josh. I don't even blame Josh. I blame me. <clears throat> he know that dude's come back and asked me to work with him again. I'm like, you got to be out your fucking mind. <laughs> you know? You know, you got to be out your fucking mind, dude. Like, what world do you live in where I'm going to work with you again? Seriously. Yeah. You know what my wife would do? <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be pretty. It wouldn't be de pretty. It ended in divorce, and she'd get my cat. You know, somehow she'd take. You know, like it just. It is what it is, man. Like, um, but I seriously. Here's the other thing. The last thing I'll add to this. And this is something that's been in the back of my mind. I have always felt, artistically, like. Like everyone else gets to do the cool shit, and I'm stuck making the work. You ever, you ever have that feeling like, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't get to draw whatever I want. I have to draw this stuff now. You know, I have to draw this. I don't get to draw for fun. A lot of it came from lack of talent. When I was in college, I literally had no time to draw. I was in art school and I had no time to draw. I was too busy doing art projects for school and working full time and living out of my car. And then I immediately, while I was in school, went into a full-time job doing art. So I was creatively exhausted when I did get some time off because that art job paid me better than Kinko's. I was too exhausted to do anything until I graduated. And then I started my own, then I started doing my own comics. And then I learned uh, drawing comics for indie publishers is a fucking nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it is. It was a horrific experience. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, 
the game fan thing was the first time I full on took a project that I really wanted nothing to do, but I was trying not to go back to t-shirts. And that just set me on this path of, you know, not getting to do the thing that I wanted to do into the point where game fan failed. And then I got burnt out, you know, and I blame myself. Game Cave as a game magazine was me trying to like ultimately find a way to make game fan work, you know? And it's really simple. And I've had the answer the whole time. Game magazines will never work. <laughs> you know, it'll never work. They'll never work. Comics, at least people can appreciate the effort. They can't, there's no one appreciates the effort it takes to make these magazines the way I make them. Every now and then, man, I had this guy over at Too Many Games, graphic designer, flip out because he could see the amount of effort it takes to do it, you know? Yeah. He flipped out. And it was like, it was blowing away the people at the booth. They're like, shit, I guess it does take a lot to make this. I'm like, yeah, it really fucking takes a lot to make this. Like, you'll find out because you're going to be making it soon. And it's going to be your fucking hell. Um, but with at least comics, I put up one page. People are like, oh my God, look, this actually looks like there's effort. So... Um, all I have to do, man, moving forward, and this is the thing I, I want to leave on the most, is to never feel pressured to push content out to get it done. Like, the goal is to turn this into, I'm not going to say systematic, but that once I have the outline, then I can start to do my process. And my processes, I come up with the roughie on my iPad, um, based on my outline where I just literally blob in bullshit and then I take that iPad and I just put a piece of paper over it I trace it and I like to sketch out the page and then I'll take that uh, scan it and use it as a guide for final art and the reason why and I have Brandon this is something else the past few months I've been trained not to talk about but if people stuck with this this long I'll give you a little nugget into Rob's mind uh -oh. I keep trying to find a way around. If I just cut out this one process, I can make it go faster. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, what, if, what if I just do the blobby and I take those blobbies and I go right into Photoshop? Let me tell you what's going to happen. Um, it's not going to work. <laughs> There's one process. I have an outline. I blob it on the iPad, on the living room in the morning, free of whatever it can sit outside enjoy the whatever um, then I trace that on a piece of paper and I do the layout because I figure things out I found that when it comes to background specifically anything that has to do with the background building architecture I figure it out on the physical page better than digitally mm -hmm. and then I take that uh, if however long it, it can take me an hour it can take me four hours sometimes to figure out a page man and then I will scan, draw, and build that page out. And however long it takes me to do a graphic novel, it takes me a year, it takes me a year, dude. I don't give a shit, you know? But I'm not gonna be like, gotta get two pages out this week. You've been experiencing a little bit of this now with the secret project I got you working on. And yeah. have I have been, this is why I tell you, it kind of comes full circle to moving forward, is I've had Brandon doing a practice project because I want to put him on a comic. So he's been working on this practice project. And the one thing I've been telling you the most, right, Brandon, is I don't want you rushing through. I want to know how long is it actually taking you to do something. Yeah. 
right? Do you understand now what I'm talking about? When oh, I yeah. say when you start doing this weird time negotiation where you feel like, you know, you're at the table with the joker and you're trying to negotiate with time and cut, you know, if I just take this out and I go over here and we give you this and you give you that and maybe you won't blow up. The, it could never, it's never going to work. You're always, you're negotiating with like a mythology. The fact is there is a process that will emerge through your certain level of talents and the way you think, you know, it, it's like one hand the amount of talent you have, the other hand, how you think, and maybe, you know, if there's a third hand, the time you have to do it. I'm less concerned about the time. I'm more concerned about the process, like how what produces the right result and be consistent with that result. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And you've been going through that. You want to talk about that experience? Like, It's definitely been like, there's times before where, you know, if I'm at my day job, I'd be like, Oh, that'll be done in an hour. Thinking I can get it done in an hour, but you're like, "Hey, when will this be done?" And I'm like, "This weekend." And you're like, "Yeah, realistically." And I'm like, "It's gonna take me like two weeks." And even so, it's like, "I'll show you something. And you'll you correct knew, it." Hold on. I want to hold on that. Yeah, you yeah. knew the two week answer when I first said it, but you felt yeah. you had to say this weekend because you thought I needed to see it by Monday because it's taking right. Long. Right. This is. This, this level of honesty and just the reality of how long something takes to make it at the right level is something that we just cannot, I don't know if it's human psyche or America, I don't know, I'm not going to say it's exclusively American, it exists worldwide, but it is a problem. Um, and I have done my best over the last 10 years to uh, omit much of it from my life. But I found when it comes to comics, I still have a little bit of that. Because the last time I did them at any kind of regularity was 10 years ago. And I keep trying to find a way, well, if I just do it this fast and I get this good, and then that means I'll be good enough to get hired. I'm just never going to be good enough to get hired to do comics. I'm doing this for me and people who think like me, you know? That's all I'm doing them for. And at best, this comics work will get me work elsewhere that will pay me to do other shit, but not to draw comics. I guarantee you that. You know, like there's no fucking way... DC or Marvel looks at little reapers and goes, will you draw Superman? Like, will never happen. <laughs> will you draw Ms. Marvel? Like, will never happen. Yeah. Um, but what I don't want to do is be like, oh, I got to get this out by this weekend knowing it's really a week. Now, that being said, Brandon, there is a point where you do have to push in a project. Yeah. And that's the question. When to, I'm not going to say crunch mode, but when to push the extra hours, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Miyazaki would call the hassle. There is some point where it's going to be a little bit painful. It's going to be painful. It's going to be painful, and it's going to suck for a bit. Um, that's, you know, for the lack of a better explanation, and I'm not even comparing it to child labor, but the birthing pains of a project right Mm -hmm. um there is a certain point where it's like this is going to turn into work now um the thing is that that can't be normal (laughs) 
<laughs> that can't be Brandon getting four hours of sleep every night because that's the new normal until you die. Um, right. <laughs> that's, that's modern capitalism. So um, at some point, there will be goals. And then there's going to be these little moments of what in development we call sprints, where you need to kind of push a little harder, you know, just a little bit harder to get through certain things. So um, where I would look at that would be like if you have a 22 page comic, if you were consistent for the first 18 pages, push out the last, you know, maybe the first. <laughs> 18 first 12 to 18 pages are normal speed then do the last bit faster and then the cover kind of crank out over you know what i mean like at some point just push a little further at the end i prefer honestly my personal way of working i like to work harder in the beginning and slow down at the end i would prefer at the beginning of a project to work a little faster mm -hmm. but that only comes with familiarity if you don't know your characters you have no idea what you're drawing and a lot of designs going into everything you're doing in the case with little reapers and game cave i don't know what any of this shit looks like until i literally just i have very little clue what it looks like when i write it down you know like even as an artist i don't really think that way i i think in terms of I just see the characters as blobs of color because I'm a fucking crazy person. <laughs> I have that synesthesia. So I just see, like, that's a red character, that's a green character, that's a gold one, and wings. Like, I just see little blobs and shapes in my head. Right. I have no clue what it'll look like. Um, <laughs> I'm amazed sometimes, and I'm like, how the fuck am I an artist? How do I see sh I probably should have been a musician. Like, when you think about seeing things in shape and abstracts i don't know i wanted to play music when i was a kid but my parents were like that shit costs money so that didn't happen but um but you're at the point now where like i don't know if pushing is going to help you're just too new at it you know yeah i'm at a point where i can do crunch i can do crunch i know so at some point Brandon will do over a couple years. We'll do a couple different books. You're gonna get to a point where you have a process, and then you can crunch. But fucking never, never push yourself while you're still learning. And so I feel like comes... done, <laughs> done. I know. Well, that being said, if Brandon, it takes two weeks, and two weeks later you're still working on that one fucking panel, we got a problem. That's mm -hmm. something completely different. And I ran into your wife with that problem with some of her work on the on the magazine side is she would go this is going to take this amount of time and we get to that time she's like oh i need another day or two and i'm like what is the problem and she go well here's what i'm working on and i would tell her like okay at no point do you need to shoulder this it was a real problem she had a point yeah but uh, and this has happened a few times so i'm like look every time you come across this kind of problem you need to come back to me <laughs> you need to go you know, crank the, the, the Bro, sketch I've phone. Been, I've been, not to throw her <laughs> under the bus, but I've been trying for eight years of being together. I'm like, listen, you know, if you have a problem, life problem, not art problem, just call me, text me. You don't got to do it on your own. It's so very... that's why now when I give her, like, I give her, <laughs> I give her, like, uh, goal lines. That goal line hits, you know me, man. I'm on the phone. You know what I mean? She'd probably be like, Rob fucking text me twice a day. That's weird. Like, yeah. 
yeah, I need to know where you're at. I need to know yeah. what it looks like because, you know, she may not tell me, oh, this is a problem. So I get all that. That is something where I do feel you got shafted from, you know, an art director where it's like, no matter as much as you want your art staff to be you as the head artist, Miyazaki learned they're not going to be you, you know? No. You can train them as much as you want. At the end of the day, they're still going to be them with your training, but they're not going to be you. You can't clone. I can't expect anyone to be me. Um, so, but what you can do is is train them to the standard expected to an extent, you know, to an extent. And then there's just going to be limits. It's just, that's just the way it is. It's okay. So, I mean, you've shown me some panels of things you're working on. and I'm not going to be like, I was like, that looks amazing. I would say this, though. What's a, we're in a world of difference between that and that fucking comic you made seven years ago. Right? Oh, 100%. Um, it's, the thing is, now, you can see that I'm actually trying to make things shapes full i'm trying to draw shapes through legs arms hands feet and not just before where i used everything was flat i mean i have a tendency sometimes to do flat just because my brain on there yet but you can see now when i'm trying to i may not do it no one can see it because no one's seen this shit by the way people will see this shit so all i have i I mean we can see it brandon just tell them what i've been having you do because this is ridiculous uh you've been having me to basically watch the first pilot of Rick and Morty and redraw a couple pages of it in a comic book format um, with sticking mostly to the Rick and Morty style, but also, you know, fleshing out a few shapes and, and things like that, giving it a little more 3D feel instead of an animated Yeah, you're translating though. those episodes into little comic book panels, right? Yes. Right. And so... so- something you probably couldn't have done seven years ago well definitely not seven years ago two years would have been a struggle because we were doing yeah. these little oh, yeah. sketches at the time and that was a struggle too so it's taken i'd say an act of two years to get you to the point where you can <clears throat> kind of just start doing this like you understand the volume you understand about character reconstruction but there is like a ton of work to do so uh it's important for me that brandon understand this because He's going to be drawing some comics in like a Rick and Morty style. So, yeah. Um, my way of getting out of having to write that right away has been to have him go and do this other shit. Well, you can practice drawing this stuff. So, yeah. But that's going to be a comic you're going to be putting on Instagram. So, yeah. It'll be, it's going to be an Instagram comic. So, you'll all see the Rick and Morty stuff people will be able to see soon enough once it's at a point. Where are you with that, by the way? What are you? So it's been a great podcast, everybody. We'd like to thank you for tuning in. <laughs> I'm redrawing. After we went over those notes, I'm redrawing that panel, and now I'm coloring that whole page, all the different other panels on that page. How long do you think page. that'll take? Uh, I want to have that page colored by this this weekend. <laughs> so two weeks. <laughs> so is it going to be this weekend or two weeks? When's it going to be? One week. <laughs> what is the major trouble with coloring? Like, what 
Why it's just filling it on. Because it's I thought, so. Pres- I thought Clip Studio Paint did all the fucking work for you. You just make dots and it fills in all the shit. <laughs> yeah, right. It doesn't actually do all that, like those fucking videos claim. No, not at all. Oh, you still have to do flats and stuff. Yep. Well, why, why, why not? Why can't you just type in dots and it figure it all out? What, what's preventing that from happening? Because you're using Clip Studio Paint, so I'm curious to know why it's not solving right. all the. Fu- why is it not doing all the work for you? I don't. I'd have to watch. I paid a for it. People's videos I fucking bought YouTube. that copy of Clip Studio Paint. You know, right. sixty fucking dollars. So, like, what, 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 what is holding you back? What is it not doing? It's a user problem. It's me. It's an interface problem. So my guess is that whole like automatic flat thing is it's guessing between two points. Like it's kind of figuring out where the lines I, are. I don't even use it because it's so janky. Oh, it doesn't actually work. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Coming back to my other point, the only way to do the work is there's just one way to do the work, you know? And it's doing the work. <laughs> Look, my, 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 one of the few art instructors I had in college, Jerry Bryce, uh, who always kept shit real and i always appreciated that he 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 worked on disney films like um oliver and company and little mermaid and stuff uh-huh. and uh, he did all the final character sheets for king of the hill and he would just say look man they call it the long shortcut and it's there's only one shortcut and it's the long way fucking through <laughs> <laughs> You know, and like if I ever write a fucking book about my life, it's going to be called The Long Shortcut. You know, because there's there's only one way through all this. It's doing the fucking work. So you have to, like, be willing to do the work. And if you're not willing to do the work, get out of it. And that's the point of this whole episode. (laughs) Is I'm getting out of other one form of work to get into others. Now, that being said, let me tell you, and this is God's honest fucking truth. I have never once sat down to draw the comic portion of Game Cave in any of its shape or form, whether it's for the main story or for Little Reapers. I have never once sat down to do it and been like, I fucking hate doing this. Yeah. It's the only thing, the only part of it, when I'm drawing the characters and putting my ideas down, or I send you fucking snippets in the middle of the fucking night. Right, Brandon? I'm like, check this shit out. Like, you know? (laughs) Yeah. 2 a.m., 4 a.m. Yeah, I just wake you right up all the time. Like, Rob's sending me his fucking art again. You know, but, so. And I get probably not going to make a big difference in life. But, you know, most of the shit we do won't. Yeah. But makes me happy. So, that, super exciting. Super looking forward to. Um, that being said, I have to. I have to go do some shit I don't want to do. I just gotta go fucking finish Megavisions. Uh, I don't want to do it, but I gotta do it. So that's my secret power: forcing myself to work at a high level, mm-hmm. even when I hate doing. You seen it? You seen me? I have turn... a superpower. Uh, Red Bulls. Forcing myself to eat after I'm full. <laughs> hey look you're the one making the fat jokes I'm not doing that I just want it to be clear here I'm not making no fat jokes but I'll tell you what though it's it's tough when like you get something real good like fucking tacos like with the tacos oh, really yeah. good. dude I'll tell you what gets me and I, it's why I haven't had a potato chip since 2012 but I will shove always one extra potato chip down, <laughs> down the old chip hole 
you know. <laughs> I'm also looking forward to getting my weekend nights back or my weekends back. So, um, I don't know if I'll be working on the comic on the weekends. I think I'm going to leave that up to like a decision I can make. But I am looking forward to be able to work on. I'm not going to say commissions, but uh, you could say commissions, but like traditional commissioned art on the weekends. Not so much, I don't want to be like, I'm taking commissions. I have some more painting and shit I want to do that's for fun. So having some time to do that on the weekends uh, and then turning this comic stuff into just normal three to four hours a day, you know, five days a week. And then on the weekends, I do my own little commission art and paintings. And then I go back and just turning that into, that's the future I want for me. You know, right. that's the future as artists. you got to envision what future do you want for yourself? The part you can control. That's the part I can control and just be like, at this rate, I'll finish this book sometime between October next year and December. Fine. You know, that, that's a consistent window. But that's only because I've spent so many years getting to the point where I have the tool sets to do that. Uh, who knows how long it's going to take Brandon to fucking do anything. How many... <clears throat> pages of content would you say you have right now for the Rick and Morty thing? Two. Two pages. We're at like one page a month now, right? No. No? No. When did you start? It felt like it was no. like two months ago. No, I mean like really start probably six weeks ago. Six weeks Maybe. Ago. Yeah, because like the first week or two we didn't really have like a, a set plan it was like i got the the show and i was trying to do some screenshots and you had me just sketching out some things like uh uh just in my book that book you had me get so and then like probably two weeks after we first started talking about it, then i finally like was able to we got the computer working i think that was right around the time the computer i don't know but then i finally got to start it so the first page took me the majority of the time just because wrapping my head around trying to draw their style but also make things full objects like because it's so weird because it's an animated show and a lot of things to me look flat but it's really not but when you look at a cartoon it looks in your brain flat because it's not a cg it's not a real person so having to try to like mimic their style but also you know well, this is an animation was lesson we learned too early on was deconstructing once we got through all the basics of we spent like a year or two just doing all the basics. Once you understood, to an extent, basic figure motion, figure eights, walk cycles, all this other stuff, then you would take other bits of animation and rebuild it frame by frame on ones or twos. Uh, ones or twos is 24 frames per second or 12 frames per second. Um, if it was TV animation, we would take twos and build them on ones if it was 24 frames we would take we would, we would sometimes they had us flip it but you would take this animation and reconstruct it just in construction form no details so you'd animate the whole thing in construction and so when a lot of my you know uh, bots out there ask me how do i see in 3d i'm like man you know Learning to animate will open your fucking eyes to drawing in a volume. And you can kind of see it now because I'm having you work from the show, not from the Rick and Morty comic or anything like that. Right. Because you're working from the show and you're deconstructing the characters into into primitives and into, you know, uh, three-dimensional models, 
you can start to see the understructure and how it actually it's it's there right like you, you may not be able to see it visually but it is there no matter how flat it appears it's there so it's it trains your mind subconsciously to see in a volume does that make sense yeah like because comics comics are a trick they're just a flat i mean we draw three-dimensional we want but at the end of the day sometimes it's more like iconography it kind of works when it's flatter but in animation there's just you have to be able to do things three-dimensionally no matter how flat the cartoon even south park is fucking rendered in maya now like yeah. south park is rendered in a three-dimensional program like even though the characters are 2d they're three-dimensional models so um, was no other way rob is now so the way to think three-dimensionally the easiest way through doesn't mean it's easy but the easiest three way through is to understand 2d animation stretch and squash primitive construction and then tearing down items into primitive constructions and then animating them into primitives just drawing the act of drawing all the frames and primitives that's got to be you probably learn more from that than any other part of it right like yeah it's it's funny because now like, i mean you saw you edited some of my stuff but you could see where i'm trying to draw through things the feet the ankles the arms the hands you know what i mean so it's it's still cartoony comic but i'm still trying to draw through the objects because there's still construction in that whole thing that i didn't you don't notice it until you actually create it so so my blobby method was a way of just shorthanding that drawing through because i could blob in and then i could I, because i've drawn through so many times i can see into the shapes and then i can wrap things around those blobs and not have to spend tons of time constructing lines i could blob in stuff and then build the final construction over those blobbies like it was a way of saying it was one of the few times i negotiated with the time god <laughs> one like <laughs> like i had one deal with the time god and the blobby method has actually helped i'm i use it now at work man like i've been doing these like these background layouts that are incredibly complex but because mm -hmm. i apply the blobby method like I'm doing them in half the time as anyone else with no 3D, and they're like, "How how are you working out all these details?" Like, how? I'm like, "Blobs, dude, check it out." And they're like, "What?" Like, no, no one gets it, you know? Like, they're like, how? "And what's crazy is now, I, mean, I can't show any of this now, but I use some of the method. I'll be using it definitely on Little Reapers, but I'll blob everything in weird neons now, and then I have gradient maps that wipe all that shit out." So it looks, Brandon's seen it, right? Like I've shown you like yeah. these models where you're like, oh, it looks like a city. And then I turn off two different folders and it's like, boom, weird construction. Like, oh my God. Like, like, like you see the matrix, like the creepy, gritty, realistic, ah, oh, they're all fucking zombies. Uh, they're new. You know, like it's, it's just madness. And then I turn on two other folders and it all cleans up and I didn't have to do any of that cleanup. And so like, that's just, that I look forward to teaching to people over the next several years, like passing that right. information. I'll pass all this information along, folks. Don't don't ever feel like I learned some shit and I'm keeping it to myself. You know, it's just I don't feel at this point it's a good use of my time telling people how to do some shit unless I go and <laughs> prove how it can fucking be useful. You know what I mean? Like then I'm just one of those. 
fucking YouTube art videos where sites were like, here's how you can be an artist. And I'm like, ah, don't be an artist. You know, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know, man. Go be, uh, go, what do you do for a living, Brandon? You, uh, what do you... <laughs> I lift heavy furniture. Yo, lift heavy furniture. It's, it's better, you know, people are always going to have furniture and they're going to need them <laughs> lifted. <laughs> You get the floor piss and you put the what's that sequence in where he gets the the where they're building that weird yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, you get the the flumbus, you rub it on the, the flumbus, and, <laughs> and then you get the splooge, and that's how. And then they cry. <laughs> and you take them the the tears of the you, know, and you lay them out, and then that forms the. <laughs> that's how you end up with a rumbus florpus. Like just, oh my goodness. We're, we're yeah. but so there's lots of stuff going on but you know i'm just i can't go into my 40s fucking being hounded by the sins of my 30s <laughs> like, <laughs> it's very dire that was dark dark but that's hey man that's yeah, that's put, the reality that, of life put that on some put that on some marble and put it on like a countertop you cannot the sins of my 30 will not me, follow me into me the 40s Miyazaki directed his first feature film when he was forty-three. Oh wow! Kirby and 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 those guys and Lee didn't create Fantastic Four until their forties. So you know, and look, that's like in the sixties. Man, your forties and your sixties must have been like being sixty now, the way they drank and smoked. So, um, man, dude, I just I'm not I'm not sitting here like you know, moping around. But I won't lie and say it didn't take a toll on me, you know? It took a toll. But uh, moving forward, uh, it should be all right. So there's no... Look, I'm going to drink heavily the night I start kicking those refunds back. <laughs> I won't lie. That's yeah. not fun, man. Watching that money just... Like, when they when I paid off my student loans, you know, because I'm so irresponsible... You know what I mean? Like, I didn't yeah. Think, yeah. When I paid off seventy-one thousand dollars in student loans, folks, like I won't lie, my wife and I, we kept a hundred of it and we went to this, you know, those Brazilian steakhouses, and I got mm-hmm. ate a lot of meat and got fucked up. Took an Uber home, <laughs> you know, passed out. This, uh, it was worth all the trouble, but I won't lie, man, like that. That was tough. Um, and then we got some other surprises coming down the pike, so I can talk about it now. Um, this will be the last thing I talk about, but I'm heading out to Brandon's house in October. Uh, in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks, I'm going to spend a few days there, and we're going to be doing demos for a tabletop game set in the GameCube universe we've been working on the past year and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've had Brandon and his wife uh, developing it. I just gave you basic some basic instructions, and then you kick ideas, and I would go nope, yeah. nope, nope. And then you found something that was fun, and you've been playtesting it for about a year now. Mm-hmm. And so now you and your wife feel it is hundred percent ready, ready to be fun. Just looks like dog shit. Like it's just it's all correct. Like, yeah. It just looks like the look of it's just macrame homemade. You know, I glued it on top of a office Monopoly game. Yeah, and so I'm going to go over there to play the final version and get a really good sense of what art I need to generate. And then sometime 
after January of next year, I will find weekend time to do that. So this is one of the reasons I've been working so hard on getting that real like scribbly style down. Yeah. Because it's the only way I'm going to be able to make any kind of art for a tabletop game is if it's done in scribbly style. Um, but it is set in the game cave fucking universe, dude. Like it's it's set in the dungeons. So I've had this idea for years, and there's uh, just some ideas, man. Like I know I'm never going to get to draw as a comic. Just not. I took four or five different ideas. I'm like, I will never be able to do this as a comic. There isn't enough time in the world. So I've put task Brandon and his wife who love you guys love to play games, right? Like I'm it's actually shocked you guys like you your wife plays magic and you play poker. So that's enough right there, right? Mm-hmm. You wanna add something to this, Brandon, or you just want me to like say it right? I wait for, no, here's what here's the thing. I wait for you to finish your sentences because every time I try to chime in, usually you know, Brandon, you, you know, I don't really have time for <laughs> your fucking input. <laughs> you got all day. No, so, it's and, true. Um, we both like different strategy type games where, for different reasons, I prefer gambling. I like poker, blackjack, uh, you know, Texas Hold'em, all out, all the different things, roulette. Um, roulette is very chance based, but you're still you know betting, putting things. And my wife likes you know, D and D magic, shit like that. Uh, I play Pokemon. So that's turn-based. Uh, she plays uh, fire emblem. So we like turn-based high stake type stuff. So, <clears throat> you know, making a game, you know, it was very hard. Like, I'm not gonna lie. It, it, it was very hard to think of something kind of original and also challenging. So it's gone through a lot of iterations and input from people who are big gamers and people who aren't like, we went to a game night where these people play like hardcore D and D. Like, I mean, they make their own pieces. I don't know. I don't play D and D, but they seem like they were hardcore into it. And they're just like all these ideas. I mean, they have like 40 ideas. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll pick and choose what I think might work to assimilate in the game. But you know, it's, it's definitely been a new thing for me. Um, so I like it. I'm happy with it. I'm happy enough that I said, yeah, I'm ready to show you. So, once you get here and hate it, we can move on. And then, so this kind of, this idea wasn't, I've had this for years and years, but I actually got hit up around 2012 or 13 to do some art for a card game this guy was making about superheroes during the heyday of the Kickstarter indie game boom. And he was like, I really like these, the roughies I did. I did some roughies. I can't remember which ones. Some fucking superhero roughies. He's like, I really like this like looser thing you're doing. You think you could do like that, but just a little bit more refined? I'm like, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. And so I did some initial stuff, and I liked the way it looked. I'm like, hey, this actually came out good. And he was like, this is amazing. Can you like take it another step further? I'm like, no. And it wasn't. I literally couldn't. I didn't know how to. <laughs> I knew how to do it really hard or really stupid. Like, I didn't know how to do art in between. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like, I knew how to do art really complicated and tough, and it's going to take a lot of time, and, or I knew how to just get it done super fast. The in-between part is something I've had to really teach myself how to do. And so I had to step away from that and go, look, um, let's just cut it off here. You know, you can take whatever I made. You know, I got paid. You own that. Move on. But I always looked at that, like, if I could just figure out that in-between part, 
I think that's more than enough for these these little card games. Um, and I certainly have a bunch of ideas. Problem is, I don't have anyone who can make a game. And so I, my buddy Joe was really good at games, and he wanted to do this card game based off Ghoul Gears, which is something Game Cave. But uh, Joe ran into health problems that just he got this rare disease. Like you want to talk about when I want to feel bad about my life, I just call Joe and I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna complain. Joe got hit with some rare disease called Wagner's disease, where he put on like oh, wow. 200 something, 200 something plus pounds and almost died. And it's this autoimmune disease, dude. It's so fucking rare. Um, breaks my fucking heart. So I've constantly talked to Joe. I, he's the one he called me from the hospital. You can hear people screaming and shit in there. You know, one of those fucking places. Yeah. And so like, I would always just be on there for hours, like trying to cheer him up and joke and shit and he'd go you know i'm really sorry man i can't be there with the game I'm like don't worry I'll, I'll find a replacement <laughs> yeah it's like thanks dude i'm like well you know talk us <laughs> first me then your wife will find a new okay i don't want to talk about that all right gallows humor. <laughs> so then i told him it was you and he was like i'm fucking brandon i'm like yeah you'll see you know it's not that hard turns out it is hard but um yes a real benefit to this process is early on, I forced you and her to take it to comic shops or these gaming shops to to try mm-hmm. it out with people. And uh, I I take it that that really what was it like the first time you took the game out? <laughs> oh, I man, never asked you that. <laughs> yeah, people looked at me like I was crazy. Like you know, like well, it was just like they would stare. And they'd look at my wife, check her out, look at my game, look at me, look down, because they're like, oh, this is a big guy. What's he doing? I don't know. They'd stare at it. They'd walk up. It was almost like being at Comic-Con, where they'd walk past your table. They'd kind of pause and look, but nobody talks to you. You know? So I was just like, all right, cool. You want to play my game? No? All right. It was, it was, it was rough. Right. It was rough. It's like, imagine you just, you, you just learned to cook. And you're trying to get people to test trait taste. Like, no, no, I promise it won't. It won't make you sick. I just, I promise you, I, I'm, I'm really good at cooking. Just, just give it a taste. Just try it. Try my food. What so, was it like when they did play? Like, did it go worse? Or oh, better? they liked it. They wanted to play another round and another round, and so they were just like, yeah, let's 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 play another one, yeah. And then people started watching, and they were like, oh yeah, hey, I wanna I wanna be that character, because I had painted, you know, a bunch of D and D or whatever they are, role-playing, I can't remember, I think it was D&D characters, but I spray-painted them um, different colors, and I used, like, the spackle approach to them, and, you know, I made them all look different and cool, so people would be like, oh, I want the, I want the red one, I want the pink one, you know, and I want the archer, so they were, visually, at least, it was pulling them in because of the the craftiness that I did on it, so that was good, and then once I played it, they were like, all right, let's go another round, you know, so I was happy with that. How long do you think it took you to get to the point where you were like, Hey Rob, this is pretty good. Like I can't, I don't remember the timeline because what happens is, folks, is I put this into motion and then I literally step away from it and go make other yeah. stuff. So I know some people might be like, "Oh, so instead of making game game, you was making a game." I'm like, "No, I literally just said, Brandon, I want to make a game. It's gonna play like this meets that. Um, I have no idea how to go do it. Pitch me some ideas, and then you pitch me three or four ideas, and I'm like, I think this one idea is a way start there, and that's mm-hmm. it." I would just be like, any update? What happened? 
what's going like like, like uh that that's all i've been doing and so how long do you think it took to get to the point where you felt fairly confident that it was a real game uh, uh i'd say that that third that third time at the uh that bar that that game bar where there's this bar that is like it's called snakes and ladders and they have tons of games they have like uh mixed drinks and real nice trendy place downtown it's really cool it's it's got high-rise buildings around it i think that night when people have been coming there a lot to test their games people were walking away from those games to ask questions about ours and people were wanting to go another round another round and I was like, you know, and okay, you know, and I sent you some pictures of people playing and I got to walk away from it and let Jess kind of run it. And she's not the, I'm, I'm the showman, you know, when we're in public. I'm the, the funny guy, whatever, when we're together, she's more the quiet reserved one. So it was nice that the game was good enough at that point where she could kind of lead it and I could step away and just watch. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then we did another game night after that where we implemented the last little change to see if it would work and it did and then from there we we, we have a solid a solid game so you know, about six months three months yeah. so six yeah. six months of constant play testing and folks we'll get more into this later but i think that that's also like with the expectation that I, this is never going to be a perfect game. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be like, this is the, there's no way to break the game. It's probably all sorts of fucking ways. Like, it's an indie game, you know? I'm like, I had a friend play test a game. Like, Joe was, and I were making that one for a while when he was still healthy. He play tested it for, I mean, like, two years, dude. And I'm like, well, enough's enough. How yeah. long, you know, how long do you need to really, like, I'm not trying to invent the next magic here. Like, it needs to be fun. And if it can be broke, we'll learn. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I always assume, like, in game development, someone's going to find a way to do some shit you never intended. You yeah. Know? There's nothing you can do about that. But um, long as it's fun at the end of the day, then there you go. So now we're at the phase where, Brandon, you felt it was there months ago. I want to say around May or April, around there. Was yeah, it? but then, like, we added this extra, you know, we were talking about that surprise element or the randomness to it. Um, I think after that, it's, it's hard to tell because, you know, we've been doing so many different projects, but once we added that random element and it worked the way me and Jessica set it up, I was like, okay, it, it's, it's solid enough. It's enough where it's, it's not going to get any better, but if we keep messing with it, it would get worse. So it was at that point where I was like, I was confident with it, but I'm like, if we keep messing with this, we're going to break something or make it worse. Right. Yeah. So now I'm going to go out, play it myself with a group of people uh, for a night or two, and then figure out how much art I need to produce and then try to get that out in the next year or so. So, um, the art's always the slowest part. Like, you know, that's the way it works. And then while I'm doing that, Brennan's going to start the next game. Because I told you, I have four or five of these things figured out. So, and and the, the fun part about the game thing is every time we get to the next one, I'm like, okay, all that shit you learned, not going to help. Like, <laughs> this one's completely different, right? Yeah. How's it going on the next one? Have you tried not to think about it? 
<laughs> I don't even, I don't even, what? There is no next one. That's uh, it. That is it. There absolutely is a next one. You nitwit, and you're supposed to be working on it. So we're going to have to talk about that, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon's like, I'm too busy drawing comics and trying to draw the Rick and Morty. When do you think you'll get to the point you'll be able to start posting Rick and Morty stuff? One month. <laughs> what is this? Gave myself a buffer now. October 31st. Let's say on Halloween, you're going to start posting the Rick and Morty comic. On Is it going to be your Instagram you're posting that one? That one's just yeah. your Instagram, right? Yeah. All right. You'll post that one on your Instagram. So I got to figure out this script. So I was trying to get Brandon to do the uh, the uh, Deadpool comic, but he didn't want to do it. <laughs> uh, pass. Yeah, he's the assassin. Get it? Assassin? Dead, Deadpool? He's right. See? You know, Kyle had the same lukewarm response. I guess I'm the only There's, are, there's already a Deadpool, anyways. It's there a is? Winnie the Pooh Deadpool. Merritt Michaels oh, does it. Oh, wow. I meant like an actual poo. That's much smarter. Oh, that Merritt Michaels, you know? <laughs> Why isn't he drawing Brigade? I don't know. What's up with that Brigade comic? Dude, it's all cyber now. Did you see it? Uh-uh. Yeah, Prophet's all like got metal arms. All cyber and shit, dude. Whatever. I mean, fine. I mean, I, I give Liefeld some credit. Youngblood without Liefeld, no fucking point. You know? I don't, I don't see the point of it. So, um, but yeah, it is funny though. Brigade, the whole point. Of, you know, do you know? Did you ever read Brigade? Mm, I don't recall. So the point of Brigade is the main character's name was Bloodstone, and he was the original leader of the Young Blood, but got thrown out. So he formed his own team called Brigade, which I find awfully funny considering that. Life yeah. <laughs> I'm like. Well, you know, I can't work on I can't work on my own thing now. I can't work on young blood, so now I'm gonna go make brigade. It's hilarious. Like, it's funny how that works out. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked pretty long. This is the last I'm gonna talk about the uh, game cave thing. So I'm not going to talk about this Kickstarter ever again. I mean that, Brandon. That's, like, we're not. We're done with it after this. That's so, it. This done is finito. A two hour long conversation about this fucking nonsense, but um is there any final words you want to give to this? Artichokey. No, being dead serious. <laughs> your, your your joke writing's stupendous. <laughs> it's amazing. Now, like I said, it if you ever think like Rob's taking an easy way out try following one of your dreams and then having to quit on it. It's not, it's not an easy thing. It's really not. Think of it as like, I, I know this isn't close, but it's the only thing I can think of because of my, myself is think of a professional athlete, you know, they play all these years and then eventually they can't, they're too old. They can't, they have to give up on the one thing they've only ever wanted to do. And that, that, that's what they got to do, whether they like to or not. It's just the way it's got to go. So, Sometimes you just have to walk away from a bad situation, bad relationship, bad whatever it is. You just got to walk away from it. And it's hard. It's not easy. Everyone's like, oh, it's easy. It's like, no, it's not. Like you, 
you give up on something that's failing right now in your life and see how it goes, whether it be smoking or drinking caffeine. I couldn't, I tried, I tried giving up on sodas, couldn't do it. So it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to one succeed. It's real hard to know when you can't succeed. It's yeah, an ego, the, ego. And to get all mental about it, my mom abandoned me on Christmas. So like anytime I abandoned something, ooh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, <laughs> you ever see the mystery science theater 3000 movie? Yeah. Where crows like digging uh, a mine on the, uh, he's, he's got a pickaxe and he's digging a hole on the space station. <laughs> I've been working on it. <laughs> Feels like I'm digging a hole on a space station. I'm basically just driving myself out into the vacuum of space. So it's, it's, uh, gets a little macabre, you know, it gets a little dark. So, um, but, but man, I'm just, I just want to move forward, you know, to, to more positive experiences. So, I'm at a point now where it's like, you know, I can take the hit for the next three or four years and pay it off. So, but I can't, I can't take, I can't imagine. Imagine, Brandon, if I told you, oh, by the way, one more fucking DigiCraft podcast to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, remember how much of a fun that was getting that done? I don't even want to. I don't even know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> I, I know Kyle downloaded all of them, and he's like, "Never listen to them." I'm like, "Thanks, Kyle." You know, <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know but I got them. They're sitting right there. I'm like, "Okay, Kyle." There's hundred, yeah. gotta be what 50, 60 hours of content. You know, you. I can't even tell you what it was to like upload all that shit. So it took forever, but it got done. They, they all get done. So I'm looking forward to starting with little reapers and focusing on that and how I'm going to do that. And then when I get done, we can start the game cave adventure. So, um, it's a nice, easy way into that universe. Just hanging out with bomb cat and Kacha. That's the thing too. Like game cave is like an ensemble piece, Brandon, and writing all the different characters when you kind of don't know the first main characters is a little tough. So <laughs> I'd like to spend a year just spending time with, uh, bomb cat and Kacha. Um, the characters in Little Reapers are they're kind of I want to say they're throwaway, but they're not long term, you know. They're for the project, so um, get to spend a year doing that, and then I'll go start Game Cave, and I'm just spending spend the next ten, fifteen years of my life making my own comics, and then I can retire from that fucking endeavor. And hopefully, the game thing works out. But I won't lie, producing a game for the Kickstarter does freak me out a little bit. So we're gonna have to be very responsible, Brandon. With yes. vendors and filling orders, you—I mean, if there's anything I've told Brandon, I'm like, you know, that goes to Kickstarter. It—it it needs to go smooth as shit, like smooth sailing, right. bro. Like, you know, to the point where I believe um, we'll have a fully physical prototype. You've already got a vendor contacted, and if we do really well, then we'll have them do all the fulfillment. Otherwise, I'm going to fly out to your place and we'll spend a week or two. I'll live on your fucking couch for a couple of weeks and get all that shit done. <laughs> but um, but I don't know when that'll be. Like, I just don't know. So, um, but we will we will find a way to get it all done. That's it. Yeah. That's that's all we got. That's that's all the show for for a bit. And I think the next time we do, well, we got what do we got coming up? We got, um, oh, I was supposed to go see Promare the other night. I bought my tickets. I was supposed to go see Promare. 
and I was sick, so I couldn't go. Um, so the next thing we got coming up is the Joker movie. So mm-hmm. Brandon and I will we'll have to do. I don't know when we're gonna do a mega show next. Maybe we'll save all that. We'll put all that together. This should be a mega show. It's fucking two hours long. Good thing it's Saturday, huh, Brandon? Do you work on Saturdays? Uh, it just depends on the Saturday. You work today? Uh, I was going to go do a couple things, yeah, but not officially like set hours today, but some I couple see. things I didn't get done. I see. I see. All right. That's it. All right. Say goodbye, Brandon. Bye, everybody. It's a fun show, huh, everybody? This is the part where I ask Brandon to mute his mic so he doesn't talk. End of the show. You know, it took a long time to get to the end, and it didn't quite go the way we anticipated. We got there just the same. Just like Inky. Not the happy ending, but a happy, you know, a fulfilled, no, an ending. It's done. <laughs> I'm out of here, peace.